All right. Good morning, everybody. Oh, come on. You guys can do way better than that. Good morning, everyone. All right. Welcome to South Coast Community Church. I'm Jamie. I'm the associate pastor here. And who's warm? All right. Good. That means you're alive. Because it's warm out today, and that's okay. We're here, and uh, we won't be here too long, so let's enjoy it while we can, okay? Um, I have announcements for us this morning, but they didn't give me any paper, so I'm flying free, which is super dangerous for somebody. Oh, crap. All right. Anyways, I guess I am being tied down. So we have one announcement. I need a paper for that. We have Sunday Fun Day next Sunday, right? So that means there will be no service here at the church. So what we're asking people to do is to sign up through Kathy, Kathy at sccc.org, C-A-T-H-Y. Please connect with her. Um, she's going to assign you or, or send you to one of the host houses uh, where we'll watch the live stream and then just hang out, have a little bit of a cookout, and so on. Um, it's a great opportunity to sort of get to know, we'll, we, obviously because of all the restrictions, we're going to do this in smaller groups, so we can honor that. We can honor social distancing and masks and all that stuff, but we're encouraging you to come and hang out. I mean, this is where we grow, is in these smaller pockets. This is where we get to know each other. Uh, this is where we grow as a church. And so if you don't sign up, what ends up happening is, is you have hosts like me sitting there with all kinds of food, and my wife just wondering why no one showed up, feeling rejected and lost and scared. Sunday, not so fun day. Please don't do that to us, I, I beg you. So uh, please sign up, okay, in all seriousness. Um, so this morning, I, you know, the, the scripture that's been running through my head repeatedly, and, it, and it's, it's probably one of my favorite verses, but for some reason I can't get it out of my head, and it's a good thing, and it's something for us to celebrate. It's Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says, yet while we were sinners, Christ, Christ died for us. Yet while we were still sinners, not once we got things right, not, not once we polished ourselves up a little bit or started behaving a little bit better or started going to church more or started tithing or started serving. It, it doesn't say anything like that. It says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Right? So there's nothing that we needed to do in order to receive God's grace. It's unmerited favor. And so that's the beauty of the gospel is, is that God is reaching down to each of us this morning to remind us that even while we sin, even while we're imperfect, even while we fail, Christ died for us for those very things, for those very reasons. So I want you all to be encouraged by that this morning. And uh, Pastor Brian is going to share uh, part three of let this be your attitude because he's going through the Beatitudes and he's clever like that. Um, but I just encourage you to really just tune in on what God has for you this morning. Whether it's through the worship and the words and the lyrics of those songs, the word from our pastor, or just the prayers and the, and the fellowship of the people. So I'm going to ask you if we could just please pray before I invite Pastor Brian up. And uh, let's, let's come into a place of worship together. So Lord, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you, Father, for all our faculties here, Lord. We thank you, God, that... We can experience worship, Father, with our hearts and minds, with our spirits. And so, Lord, I ask you now to prepare every single one of us who are here in person or listening online. Father, get us ready. Get us excited. 
some of us haven't been excited in a really long time about the gospel, about Jesus. We've made it all about all these other things that are going on in our lives. You know, all the things that are going on in the world, all the, the stuff about viruses and politics and everything else, and we've forgotten who we are first and foremost. We're ambassadors for Jesus. We're sinners saved by grace. We're ministers of reconciliation. We don't deserve any of it, but God, in your rich grace, love, and mercy, you reach down and you've given us opportunity to live, not just in the here and now, God, but eternally. And so, Father, I pray that, that today that reality would just strike us at the deepest part of our being. Lord, that we would enjoy you, that we would enjoy fellowship, that we would enjoy worship and praise. And, Lord, that we wouldn't think this message doesn't pertain to me or so-and-so needs to hear this. But, Lord, we would hear what you're saying to us individually, not just corporately. Lord, that's why we're here today. Change us. Transform us sanctify us and make us more like Christ. Help us not to get caught up in the naivety or the thought that our goodness is what counts. It's your goodness, Jesus. It's all about you this morning. So, Father, help us to escape that mindset. Help us, Lord, right now to lay it all down at your feet, our pride, our arrogance, our sin. We've all failed this week. And yet, you still love us. Prepare us now for worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Brian Doobie, please. Well, good morning, everyone. Are we doing all right? Hanging in there? Doing good? I'm a little, little scattered this morning. You know, it's, uh, it's not, you know, pastors and ministry leaders and you know, we, we get, it's easy to get distracted, it's easy to get flustered, we've had some tech issues, and you know, so if you came in here, and you got worries, and you got burdens, and you got things that are weighing heavy on you, and the enemy's trying to keep your focus off the word, and the worship, and the distraction, you know, welcome to the club, because we're not immune from that, and the enemy wants to take all of us, all, all of our focus off of Jesus, it doesn't matter how he does it, that's the strategy. And so I just want to pray right now in this moment that we are conscious and aware of his strategy and that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you have to do when you leave here, that right now each of us could be present here with the Lord. Amen. So Father, we're here now and we ask that you, you help us to be still, Lord, that you help us to settle down, to enter into your presence, to know that you're in control Lord, that, that the ability for us to come into your presence came at the cost of your son, Jesus. Help us not diminish that or treat it as common or ordinary because it is anything but. You know the burdens. You know the, the difficulties, the hurt, the pain. You know the weeks we've had. You know even now the things that are, that are going around in our head. And we ask that you help us again to be still, to be present. To know that you're in control, that you're sovereign, you're good, you're just. And in you, we can have peace and joy and strength. So, Lord, we come here, not for us, God. We come here to worship you, Lord. To, to enter into your presence, to be changed, God. Because you're worthy of our glory and honor and praise no matter what's happening around us. You're so good. And so, Father, we are grateful this morning 
despite the temperature, despite the hiccups, despite all these things, we are grateful to enter into your presence because we know it's your word and your spirit that changes us from within. So have your way in this place. Have your way in each of our hearts, God. Remove the distractions and help us to focus on Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, it's always encouraging, you know, when the Lord confirms with us uh, things that, you know, when he speaks softly to us, sometimes we're, we're so distracted and we got so much going on that we miss that still small voice. But it's always encouraging to me when the Lord confirms, whether it's with the worship team and the pastors or whether it's Jamie and I, you know, preaching on the same thing, which has happened so many times now, it's not even a thing anymore. But my, my devotion this week, this past week, I read Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest, and you'd think after I read some of the parts, and I'm going to read a couple of the days of the devotions, you'd think that I had developed my sermon after I read this, because it's that spot on. And so it's good when the Holy Spirit confirms to us the journey the Lord has us on uh, as a community where, you know, the local expression of the body of Christ, we are one church, and so He does speak to us in in a united sort of a way. And so the Holy Spirit will work to challenge and convict us and lead us into godly truth. And so again, we need to be sensitive and aware that that's what happens. And so this was, the, this was one of the days this past week, the devotion from my utmost. It says, the doorway to the kingdom. Even that expression, if you've been, uh, you know, the last few weeks, if you haven't been here, you can, you can uh, watch the sermon and you can listen to the podcast. But we've used that expression, that the Beatitudes are the doorway to the kingdom. So the title of the devotion, the doorway to the kingdom, blessed are the poor in spirit, Matthew 5, 3. And this is what Oswald writes. Beware of thinking of our Lord as only a teacher. You know, you hear that a lot. Jesus was a good teacher among many good teachers. If Jesus Christ is only a teacher, then all he can do is frustrate me by setting a standard before me I cannot attain. What is the point of presenting me with such a lofty ideal if I cannot possibly come close to reaching it? I would in fact be happier if I never knew it. What good is there in telling me that to be what I can never be, to be pure in heart, Matthew 5, 8, to do more than my duty or to be completely devoted to God? And listen to what he says. I must know Jesus Christ as my Savior before his teaching has any meaning for me other than that of a lofty ideal which only leads to despair. I must know Jesus Christ is my Savior. I must be born again. I must have spiritual eyes and ears. But when I am born again by the Spirit of God, he says, I know that Jesus Christ did not come only to teach. He came to make me what he teaches I should be. Thank you, Jesus. The redemption means that Jesus Christ Jesus Christ can place within anyone the same nature that ruled his own life. And all the standards God gives us are based on that nature. The teaching of the Sermon of the Mount on the Mount produces a sense of despair in the natural man, which is exactly what Jesus means for it to do. As long as we have some, some self-righteous idea that we can carry out our Lord's teaching, God will allow us to continue until we expose our own ignorance by stumbling over some obstacle in our way, only then are we willing to come to him as paupers and receive from him, blessed 
are the poor in spirit. Remember I shared that, you know, I was grateful that the Lord brought me to the end of myself, to the end of my abilities. He exhausted everything I could do, and in that place I met him. This is the first principle of the kingdom of God. The underlying foundation of Jesus Christ's kingdom is poverty, not possessions. Not making decisions for Jesus, but having such a sense of absolute futility that we finally admit, Lord, I cannot even begin to do it. And then Jesus says, blessed are you. This is the doorway to the kingdom. And yet it takes for us so long to believe that we are actually poor. The knowledge of our own poverty is what brings us to the proper place where Jesus accomplishes his work. As the worship team comes up and we stand... You know, we said last week that Jesus doesn't just want our obedience. He wants our heart. And the, the, the invitation to Christianity is not an invitation to simply think a certain way or to know a certain way. It's an invitation into a relationship with the God who created and sustains the universe. With the God who cares for us deeply, who pursues us, who's faithful even when we're unfaithful. And that same God is inviting you now to the end of yourself. You know, I don't care if you've been in church your whole life. I don't care if you've heard a thousand sermons. Maybe you've never gotten to that place where you said, Lord, I surrender to you. Or maybe like most of us, you have, but you need to do that again. And so before we transition to worship, I just want to pray. And I want to ask the Lord, Father, search our hearts. God, you, you alone know the things we're holding on to. Maybe our spouses don't know and our children and our best friends don't know, but you know. You know the burdens we came in here with. You know those things that we've been wrestling with you with, God. And Father, there's nothing I can say. There's nothing Pastor Jamie can say. There's nothing that any of the leaders can say, God, to bring us to that place of surrender to you, but you can. So break us. Father, because you break us only to heal us. You bring us to the place of despair only to get us to the end of ourselves so we learn to fully rely on you. Father, I pray that you do that in my life. I pray that you do that in our lives. Show up in this place, Father, in an amazing way. Overwhelm us with your spirit. God, I pray that none of us leave here the same way we came in. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father in heaven, Lord, we want to know you in ever-increasing measure. We want to know you more. Lord, and we just sang three words, I, not my neighbor, not my spouse, not my kids, but I, me, surrender. I give up. I'm done. And then that last one, that, that difficult one, all. Everything, no reservation, no reserve. I don't surrender most, but I surrender all. God, that's our prayer this morning. Because we're holding on to things. Some of us tighter than others, but we're holding on to things.